say, Jim, we're live. We're live. Live we? and direct. Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> How 1980s did that sound? Um, I'm old school, what can I say? You are old school, John, which is why I want you on here today. Old school's new school, that's what we said last old time. Old school is new school. It is. Well, it's good to have you here. Yeah. For the uh, benefit of um, our listenership, um, this is John Steele. How do? He is a, I'm going to say multi-award winning photographer. Nah, none of that. He is, he's very, and he's a very humble man, so I'm going to sing his praise a little bit today. Um, but also, he, he's listed in my um, list of interesting people, fascinating people. <laughs> it's a small list, then, is it? Do you know, when I, when I started doing this podcast again, I was very clear I wanted to talk to people that I found interesting um, and fascinated me around mindset. It's all about mindset now, how we become better at using our minds in the right way. And, and you've got a, you've, you are fascinating because when I first met you, I don't think when I first met you, actually, I think it was at Brighouse, a place called Brighouse Link. Brighouse Link, a bit of a networking event a few years ago. Yep. And there was something about you when I when I first met you that you were different. Um, <laughs> that I hate networking. Well, no, but the difference the difference word we sometimes use when we don't know what to put on that. You know what what is it about this guy? Special, special is what I get. Oh, you're fucking special, John. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> but but in the years since, you know, we've especially the last sort of two or three years, we've got to know each other quite well. You, yeah. As well as being a list of interesting people, you're in a list of friends, which is actually short on the interesting people. I know. Yeah, isn't to be it? Honest I know. With you. I know. I'm pretty um, privileged there. And. When I was when I first started thinking about doing this podcast again, there was a couple of people that I knew I wanted to talk to. You were one of them, yeah. Because I think you've got a really um, special way or interesting way of of use of, of a mindset that has allowed you to do something which is very different in the world of photography. Yeah. Now one one is you've got you got me very interested in photography. I've I, I had to admit it before we started this podcast. I've stopped I've stopped getting as excited about kit and all this kind of stuff. Because I've told you to stop buying it. And there's something in that, and that's why I wanted to mention this off the bat, that you, you had this um, this way of thinking, which was it was nothing to do with the kit. It was to do with how we see things, the, Absolutely. the, the yeah, vision yeah. and the focus. Yeah. And funny enough, the other day I was I was playing with an idea I'm, I've got at the moment, which is I want to I write another book. Um, and I know what it's about. It's about three things I've learned in life that I think you, you have to have um, and it's a bit of a my first book was a bit of a kind of anybody could read it right it was a very simple book to read I like I the gave you a system couple. It is in, but it's a nice system to remember yeah. but underlying that I thought people don't really see enough of what I do personally and, and I'm quite harsh on myself so I came up with three things the, the book I think is going to be called The Diff That Makes a Difference The Diff That Makes the Difference right and the <clears throat> Diff stands for D stands for Discipline right I stands for Intensity yeah and F stands for Focus Right. And when I started thinking about this the other day, I started thinking about you because clearly focus, when we talk about focus in the world of photography, you know, you've got a lot of focus both metaphorically and actually actually with your job. You, you know, focus is important with photography. Bad focus, not always good. It's not the best, is it? It could be harder. But I th- so I think you're very focused in what you do as a photographer. Yeah. Um, but in, but as well as that, I think the other two things you you're very intense. You you have a very specific way that you want to do things, and he's quite. I've I've done photo shoots with you. They're very intense. They're no, not. I, they're, they're not, not long intense. and boring. No, it's just, I, I don't like dicking about. <laughs> no, but I, do you know why I think they're intense? Because you see a moment. And you see something like we did a little photo shoot, which is actually the, the front cover of my um, website. We did that at the, the sculpture park in Yorkshire. And you just saw a moment and it was literally in a room 
which has a, a skyline in it, if, if you want. It, it's an outdoor space with a square in the top. Yeah, the, the deer shelter. The deer shelter. It's wonderful. It's, amazing. it's wonderful. And you you saw something. You saw this the, the how the sun moved across and it started to make a pattern on the wall. And in that moment, the, this intensity came around, uh, like an urgency, an intensity. Move here. But, and very quickly, you'd, you'd marshaled me into this position that really got some stunning photographs. Yeah, it's just like... I think the the thing is, is like, I always see the picture before it happens. Yeah. So I want to get that shoot to what's in my head. So sometimes like if I'm working with someone, they don't have the trust that you have in me. So I have to do it their way first before I can actually get to my way. Because, you know, their, may, their way might be, oh, we want pictures on the white background. My way might be, I want them dangling out of a tree. And you've got to meet halfway somewhere, haven't you? So, well, it's not like dangling out of a tree on a white background. No, no, none of this. No white, white background. Back, no, no. But it's like there's three things that make an ace picture. Light, moment, composition. So if I see amazing light, I'm going to use that no matter what. So like I saw that happening. I was like, right, Gareth needs to be in that light That's now. It. And so, we'll do whatever it takes to get him there because... You know, I'm not missing out on this light. This light's amazing. So that for me is when that intensity came in. Yeah, so, yeah. So focus, you know, you know what you're looking for. Yeah. The intensity did it. And then the fi- yeah. the first thing, I suppose, or the final thing we talk about here, but the first thing in the diff is the discipline. And you've got this disciplined way of, of, of photography, which is you don't, you don't go with the flow. You're disciplined enough to say, this is the way that I do it, and that's the way I do it. And and I'll, and I know when you're working with some clients, you have to do their way first. Yeah. But it always comes back around in the NTR way. Yeah, well, you know, you've got, you can't be different, aren't you? Like, my, my, my big thing is I want people to stop scrolling. So Instagram, I want people to stop scrolling and look at a picture. I want them to make them stop. So that that's what I do, you know. Sometimes I will... P- have to do what the client wants but no one's going to see them pictures apart from that client i'm not going to show anyone so it has to be you know it has to have a bit of me about it and i don't know what that is sometimes it might be a look sometimes it might be the light sometimes it might be they're just stuck in the middle of a field you know it depends well i recognize your work now um most people do to be fair but that that in itself i think is the important is, is the power of an artist is yeah that the, the artists tend to have this situation where they are recognized by the work yeah you yeah. know you, you can tell a picasso by looking at picasso you yeah. know there's certain other artists you know jackson pollock you can yeah you can generally tell his stuff by looking at it yeah. you know mainly because it looked like a five-year-old could have done it yeah um Clearly, there's reasons why a five-year-old couldn't have done it, and the reason why he's, he's, he's a, he's, his work is very expensive. But yeah. that discipline, intensity, and focus—what embodies that concept for me—is when we are disciplined, intense, and focused, we can get some stuff done really quickly. Yeah. So that yeah. photo shoot you did for me took, took literally what 15, 20 minutes at, at most. And that, that's when I was letting you mess around as well with flashes. Yeah, so. I was taking photographs of you once and playing about with yeah. you. Because so what, they're taking yeah. five minutes, I think. That, that, so so that that's shot. what I'm saying. When And I've recognised that, that if we become disciplined and we have that intensity and focus, we can be very um, very good in, in, a, in, in, in a lot less time than we think. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I did a photo shoot on Friday with some Holocaust survivors and the place was shutting. I had, like, literally... 10 minutes with this chap who I'd never met before. He's an amazing person who'd survived the Holocaust. He'd been to Auschwitz. And yeah, it's like, 
was in this dark exhibition center. I was like, right, what can I get in this 10 minutes window? So I knew that I had to come up with, what, 10 different portraits. So it's like, right, okay, where do I start? Once you start, you're all right. You just go from there to there to there to there, and you can make it interesting, really. And you, you build a rapport with people as well as, like, the longer you go on. But, you know, it's it's when you drag it out, it just takes forever and ever and ever. And people get bored. Yeah. I, I've I've been excited this year by some of the things I've done, um, especially around me walking and, yeah. and me and fitness. <clears throat> and the reason I've been excited by them is I've tried things I didn't... Um, I, I've, I've tried doing things I've not done before. Like even when I've gone walking, I've tried to walk in places I've not walked before. I've tried to find routes running around where I live that are a bit different. I'm always trying to change up and do things. And I'm, I'm and that, that for me is important that I have the mindset that says, how do we try and experiment with things? Yeah, yeah. And especially if you can experiment in a place that's safe. So for me, when I'm if I'm if I'm doing any work with clients or talking to a class or if I'm if I'm if I'm speaking to people where the, I, I want to be using stuff there that's already been practiced. Yeah, yeah. But for me, the play time up to getting to that point is quite interesting because it comes from that's quite a long process. Yeah. Although it could be quick and, and intense. Yeah. You might have that a lot a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, this this will be the third podcast on this on this new channel, and um, I've had some interesting people on so far. Spoke to Rianne on the first one, right? We both know Rianne, and um, yeah. I think it's interesting to get inside the mindset of a of a of a musician. Last week, I spoke to um, to Dan um, Dan Woods, and Dan's got a, a very different challenge um, around his health. Um, if you're not listening to that episode, you should. It's a powerful episode, is that? And so today, I wanted to try to get into the mindset of a. Of a, you don't want to be in my pref- mind. <laughs> but actually, in a, in a way, I do because no, it's a scary place. I mean, look, you know, we've known each other a while, and, and I'm <laughs> yeah. sure you won't mind telling the, the seven people who listen to this podcast. Um, there's actually a few listening now, John. Really? I, I was checking the other people, yeah, maybe, but they're all from all over the different parts of the world, actually. So it, awesome. show, it shows me the power of podcasting to be able to reach people differently to kind of online social media stuff oh, yeah, yeah. if you've got an interesting subject interesting yep. people um, and, and me and you both share a, a great love of uh, social media we love um, it don't we we'll talk about that maybe in a bit we should talk about that <laughs> we should talk about that because we'll have a mini rant <laughs> we have a rant on social we'll media we'll have a rant about social media oh my word let's let's time it eh? but what what I think is, is interesting is to get inside the mind of, of, of you because because I know you well you know you think differently to other people and there is there is there is an element of madness in both of us. Oh yeah, I think we recognise that. Oh yeah, yeah, you've got to be mad, haven't you? And 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 I, and I think the the madness is the madness comes from knowing knowing that you've got something to offer and knowing that you know something and have something that you think actually this is a value to people. Yeah. If they will trust me to to show them that trust is a big thing. Yeah. So I think for a photographer that must be a very difficult thing because I have to say. More because of knowing you, um, I've, I do spend a lot of time looking at photography. And some photography is pants. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Majority of it is. And, and I've got to be honest, some photographers think they're the bee's knees and their stuff is very average. Oh, God, yeah. Like, But it's power marketing. It's like, what, what I... Are we going to go on social media? Are we running... No, uh, I'm I, going I to don't pull know. you off that. No, no, no. no let's, no, let's no, go no, into it. No, let's, no. Let's go whoa, into whoa, it. whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just have a... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sweet child of mine. Yeah, yeah. Aye, right. Just chill. Right. So, <laughs> we're both introverted people. Yeah. And I, I think there's two different kind of like kind of artists out there. There's the introverts who can actually do the, the art, the craft, 
So photographers who can take a picture. And then there's the people who are more extroverted, who are the salespeople, who say they're amazing, they believe they're amazing. Some people, I'm thinking of one person, I won't mention her, um, but I think she's a compulsive liar. And But she comes across as the world's best photographer. But when you look at pictures, they're absolutely diabolical. But it's that confidence. Whereas an introvert like won't say how great they are. You know, people mention them my awards. I don't care about awards, you know. It's just something for me to just win and just go, ah, oh, actually, like my peers have actually said that I'm quite good. So that's that's something for me. I don't shout about it. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think there's two people. I think there's the people who can do it, who are very quiet. And then there's the people who think they can do it, who just go rah, 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 rah. But we won't talk about social media yet. No, yeah. <laughs> I think you've, you're very harsh on yourself, and I think you know that. And, and I know I'm harsh yeah, on myself. Harsh. Well, a lot of us are harsh on ourselves. No, I, th- I think that there are people that can be very critical of, of what they're doing. Um, and and if, if that being critical allows you to, to be put to be paralyzed so you can't do anything, that's not a good place to be. I think having a, a level of criticism about yourself in that, could I have done this better, is very healthy. Yeah. So, I, so for, for me, whenever I've done anything, whether it's a podcast or whether I've written a blog, when I've done a, um, a a class, I mean, I, I I took a class in a school this this Monday, and I came out thinking I, I didn't I didn't just quite like what I'd done there. Yeah, they seem to like it. Well, they, that makes you better, though, doesn't it? Because that's it. I'm always striving to be that bit better than I yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, a bit better today than I was yesterday. Yeah, I'm I'm my worst enemy. It's like if I like a show, there's something wrong. It's like I never like the pictures that I take. There's some that I'll get home and I'll go, "What have I just done?" And I won't, even, I won't even take them out of camera for like a few days. And I'll just sit there and I'll worry in my head like, what? I don't even want to look at these pictures. I've just done it with a shoot I've just been seeing, showing you. Like I photographed a band the other week. I was like, oh, what? What have I just done? I have no idea. And then I looked at the pictures and I thought, oh, they're all right. And now I've just received an email from the person. It's like, oh, we love them. They're ass. And it's like, you know, but I'm always, I'm a, I'm a worse person. I'm a worse well, victim. You, you say that. You say that. But I think you have to temper that with the reason your craft gets better is because you push yourself. Yeah, I beat myself. I mean, the one thing time. that the one thing that I really I've got from you, I've got it about. I've, I've started to use your theory in me in me podcasting and my creation of anything. So right now, I know that when when I first started off with 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 podcasting, I thought, oh, I've got to have the best microphones. I've got to do all this. Yeah, but then I started to realise actually, if I got to, if I got to know how to use even the cheaper microphones better, yep. I could still get get contact. So is that why we sat here with uh, Joe Rogan equipment? Is it Gareth? Yeah, <laughs> John, you know I like my gear. Um, <laughs> I know. In this setup here, this is great because when I, when people are in this space, this is this is my my den. It's a good you know, den, and it's a good den. It's a lovely office, and I love this space, and I want people to feel comfortable here. But I'm now le- leaning more towards I want to be out talking to people in their space. Yeah. Maybe mm. even in situ somewhere. What would you be like to do a podcast at the sculpture park? What would you be like to do a, sculpture, a podcast at a football match? What would you be like to do a podcast in somebody's um, work environment? Because, again, I'm pushing myself all the time because wh- what I'm realizing, a bit like you, with podcasting, it's about trust. Do people trust you? Yeah. If people trust you, they'll open up to you. And if people open up to you, you get an authentic sounding podcast. Yeah, there's certain people you can open up to, isn't there? There's like 
some people interview you and you're like, you just tell them anything. Well, it should, it should always be a conversation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought what was interesting about last week's conversation, the one I had last week, it was three blokes. There was me and two other guys on it. Yeah. And to the three people was interesting because bringing a third person in. Yeah. But it's how we would communicate in life anyway. Yeah. You know, sometimes there's two of us in a the room, then a third can come and then yeah, you, yeah, and, and the conversations move around. Yeah. But this idea of not needing the gear and, and not getting held back by, I haven't got all the tools I need. I need better tools. Yeah. Is a real mistake for me that people make. And it doesn't matter. I'll give you the example of it with, with, with when I started doing my running this time. Two reasons. One is that I didn't want to, I didn't want to spend any money on it. Yeah. Right. So I had the, I had these parameters, which said, I don't want to spend any money on me running because I really want to walk. So if I'm going to spend 50 pound on a jacket, I want that to be a walking jacket, not a running jacket. Yeah. A bit more than 50 pound I'd have to spend on a jacket. I can imagine. But what I started to do, I thought, okay, what have I got? And I found some trainers and I thought, well, actually, they are running shoes. Yeah. I started using black socks that I would just wear every day anyway. I used some quick, some gym some gym shorts on the top. Before I knew it, it wasn't... What I was doing, I realised this, by, by making this barrier of I need this, this and this was just a way of stopping me from doing the work. Yeah. When were, whether that's works photography or whether it's running, it's, it's doing that thing. It, so so yeah. people get into this mindset, which, which is I need more gear. Yeah. I need different gear. Yep. If I had the better gear, if I had the, the better this, then I would be able to be great. Yep. And they blame that. Yeah. And you don't do that. I, yes, and I, yes and no. I don't do it with gear. This is what I'm talking about with your cameras because you use cameras which, which they're great cameras, but they're not the most modern cameras. No. But they're like an industry standard of yours, aren't they? A Canon. Mine are knackered. But they're knackered because you've used them to yeah, death, yeah, John. <laughs> it's my plumber's van, isn't it? So what I'm saying, yeah, plumber's van. I don't care about them. So like... the thing, the thing with you is where everybody else in the industry is kind of tiptoeing into. You know, we've got to have this smaller. Um, what's the make that's out now? The ones that have got all middleless Sony. Sony ones. Yeah. What they're doing is they're almost using that with, and I see in marketing. You know, I'm using this camera, that camera. Yeah, yeah. And actually, what should stand out is the photograph. Yeah. So you yeah. rack up here some days with cameras with bits of pink tape on them or something, or no, not pink, tape, black, black, black tape, yeah, and you create great images. So you've you've got this mindset that says actually it's not about the gear, and you taught me that. It ain't about the gear. No. And I think anybody that's listening to this, if if you're holding back on doing something because you don't think you've got the right gear or the time's not right or you you don't have everything just in line, that's just an excuse. It is absolutely. It's not. That's what I mean. It's not just about gear. It's like I'll give you an example. Someone's been saying to me, some someone I've I've spent a lot of time with over the last few months, they've been saying, right, you need to get out and tell people that you do family photography. I was like, no, because everything's not right. I ain't got right pictures and I ain't got anything like to send people. I've not got a PDF written and uh, it's like, well, you won't get any you won't get any business if you don't tell people. I was like, yeah, but you know, there's always something. You're always putting something off. I'm always doing it like I've had really good ideas with things that I should have pushed but I haven't because it's never been right it's never been the right time or I've never had the right kind of the right merchandise or whatever it's just you know so I don't do it with gear but I'll do it with everything else but rec recognizing that is important because oh, I recognize I'm getting the, this, I get the, told every day no but the, this is why sometimes it's not enough to be told it's you, you have to have a, a way when you wanting to change something the first thing that you have to change is you have to change your mindset around 
why what is this i need to do now you need to have a big why for doing it we've talked about this before and yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's one thing I'm, I'm big on you know why, why do you want to change and secondly yeah. once you've got a compelling reason to change you then have to be to somebody get held accountable yeah to somebody that's going to say to you this needs doing yeah i think that is a massive thing it's like someone there to say right hold on what you've been doing rest of the day why, why haven't you done this well, I've been dicking about on YouTube. But that's what we do. I do it all the time. <laughs> well, and the, the, and the yeah. thing is, I can then justify it by saying, well, I was doing some research. Because that, that word covers up a multitude of sins, doing research. Yeah. We're not daft, are we? But that's why, I mean, going right back to when we mentioned the, the, the discipline, intensity and focus. Having focus on something is what, I think, when you work with somebody else, they tend to have more focus than you. When we want to do something we're comfortable with, we do it with ease. Yeah. The stuff we tend to put off... It's things we're a little bit unsure about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the one thing we've talked about many times is, you know, is, you know, we always wonder what do we charge for our services? Yeah. Because there's an element of us, when it gets to a certain point, it becomes uncomfortable because we think, well, maybe not worth that. Yeah. And that's that's a lack of self-worth in many ways. It is, absolutely. Because yeah. what I do know is I know people out there, certainly if, if, and I don't like to put myself in the bracket of being a coach. I don't like that word, but let's say I'm an advisor. I help people with, with problems. There are people out there doing similar things in this industry. They're charging fortunes, and they're not very good. No, no. And the thing is, I'm not saying not very good because I'm jealous of them. They're very I'm, good I'm, at promoting themselves. Not, yeah, exactly. So what you end up having then is because of this world we live in, which is very much about you are influenced by what appears on the screen, whether that's a TV screen, a computer screen, or an iPad. Yeah. We, we, we're convinced by what we read on magazine, magazines, photo, uh, papers, yeah. or what we might see on a billboard. We believe stuff. Yeah. And I think nothing highlights that more at the moment than this current situation with the, the upcoming election. Right. One week, one day someone comes to me, my letterbox, about Jeremy Corbyn being a star. Next yeah. thing is, is not. You should yeah. vote for these people. Yeah. Then someone comes to well, these two. So we're very easily influenced. Yeah. What we've got to do sometimes with this focus is to say, do you know what? What 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 do I feel I am not doing right here? Yeah. What? Why am I avoiding this? Yeah, yeah. And be yeah. honest enough with yourself. Yeah. There's a thing. I mean, my, my background in overcoming alcohol addiction. I, I spent a bit of time at Alcoholics Anonymous and. Um, I didn't go very often because I, I didn't get a lot from that particular group and that way of doing it. But there was a saying in that I always remember, which is, to thyself be true. Yeah. And we have to be too true to ourselves. What are we putting off because we don't feel good enough? Sometimes you lie to yourself, though, don't you? Well, you know, interestingly, the reason I deleted all my previous podcasts was there was an element of me thought they weren't good enough. Right. Now, I know they were good enough. I enjoyed them. And you enjoyed them. I know a few people yeah. enjoyed them. But what I also realized more than anything is I thought, what I had done for many, many months, up to from about 2016 to 2018, the year 2016, 2018, was I was jumping around from different ways of doing it. I was playing and practicing. Yeah. And then I realized this year, it's become all about mindset. Yeah. Through me not just talking about it, but me using it in my own life. So Mindset's focusing, everything. Mindset is everything. It's, mm. it's a great strap line. It is. But, but in many ways, when, I, when I've done that, I don't know if you find this sometimes with, with what you do. You can try so hard for some, to do something, then all of a sudden you just see it, and it becomes obvious. That thing becomes obvious. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's like, that's what I needed to do. So wedding photography. Um, when I first set out, I didn't want to be a wedding photographer. I was panicking, like the W word, just, oh, I had fear. Um, and then all of a sudden I started to think, right, hold on. I love photographing people. So there's lots of people at weddings. 
So I just got into my mind as it's people photography with a bit, bit of detail chucked in. So like I never pushed it. I'd go to like a network meeting. I'd just tell people I photograph businesses. And then people would be like, oh, we didn't even know you did weddings. Like this for years and years and years. And then like I was always doing weddings and I kind of capturing what was happening. But I never knew what it was called. I never knew if there was a label. And then you watch like videos and read magazines and then you think, right, hold on. I need to go get some big lights and shove a bride and groom in a field and make them look bored. But it'll look nice because they'll be lit. And um, I then started copying everyone else. I was like, it's not me. I don't like it. And then all of a sudden I found out there's this thing called documentary wedding photography. And it's what I've been doing. But I didn't have a label for it. And then I found like like more, I looked more into it. And it's like just capturing the story. And the story is everything. It's about the people. It's about what's happening. It's So then I, I just took it on. I was like, right, I embraced it. I was like, right, okay, this is how to do it. I'm going to leave the big lights at home. I don't care about them. They mean nothing. It's about the, all the people, the emotions, the laughing, people crying. And that's what I... Once I got that into my mind, I was like, right, I love this. So, you see, what you've done there is your mindset had changed. Yeah. You'd come up and, and you'd done something there technically, if you want to, to put a, a label on that, it's called reframing. Yeah. We re- you reframe the situation into, actually, it's not about doing this wedding. Yeah, it's about yeah. photographing people, which I like doing. Yeah, absolutely. I'll share something new that I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of the things we neither of us particularly... We talk. We, we laugh about this. Uh, we neither of us particularly enjoy doing is going networking. We're not the best, are we? Well, there's something I want to say about this, which is we may not enjoy it, and we say we're not the best. I think we are quite. I think we're very good networkers because you tend to. A lot of people know you in certain areas of Brig House, Huddersfield, and the surrounding areas. You're well known. Yeah, I'm well known. I don't know if it's for the right reasons. So. No, no, listen. I, when people yeah. mention you, they know you and they speak of you fondly. So yeah. in many ways, you're memorable. Yeah, yeah. So when I go to events, I, people tend to remember me and I get on with people and I enjoy people. So I, yeah. I got the opportunity to go to a networking event about three weeks ago now. And there was a friend of mine was doing a talk there and he said, you fancy coming along? And I thought, there was every bit of me. I agreed to it. And then afterwards I thought, oh, why have I agreed to that? I don't want to go. Yeah. And it didn't, it, it, I changed I expected to feel uncomfortable about going to this event. Yeah. But as soon as he'd mentioned it, and, and I said, oh, why? and I thought, why are you going to go? And I thought, I'll tell you where you're going to go. Firstly, you're going to listen to your friend speak. Yeah. Uh, secondly, there's a couple of interesting speakers look like they're going to be there. Right. Which right. Uh, which which sounded all right. Yeah. And then I thought, actually, it's in it's in Sheffield. and I, I've never been to Sheffield. I thought, I'd be interested. Nice in Sheffield. There's a lunch thrown on. I like food. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I might get to meet a couple of interesting people. All of a sudden... I'd reframe that. Literally in seconds of having that, why am I going? Then I thought, yeah. this is why you're going. Yeah. John, this is amazing this time. From the moment I, I, I bought my ticket to going, to walking in the door, to coming out, I didn't have one negative experience of it at all. Really? I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. I, will I go again? Probably not. It wasn't, it's, I don't think there's anything for, for, there for me at the moment, but I was impressed by the setup. I was impressed by the people and their energy there. Yeah. I enjoyed myself. Right, right. And that's when I realised this year that... My mindset had changed. Yeah. I thought, do you know what? What's happened to this? And I realized this this has been happening to me probably for about two years now, but certainly 19, uh, 2018 was the year when I thought things need to change. Yeah. I wasn't critical of myself. Yeah. But I recognized what I was doing, tried a lot of stuff. But 2019, I deployed all that. Yeah. So like the running now, 
I can't put a label on what I do because oh. I'm not a runner. I'm not a jogger. It's something in between. I actually got a word for it. A rogger. Jolking. Jolking. Jolking's good. It's a cross yeah, between yeah. jogging and walking. So what yeah, I do, this is. is this is how this is how I do it. So this year I've done a thousand miles. Hooray to me. It, and it's taken mm. it's taken a lot of doing because I've had to go out and do a lot of running, a lot of walking. Mm. So what I do when I'm going mm. out is I'll run for a bit. When I get to a stage where I feel a little bit tired, yeah. I'll walk for a bit. Yeah. Then I'll run for it and walk for a bit. Yeah. And over the time the running's got longer, the walking's got shorter. Yeah. And pretty much I'm still doing running and walking. So it's a cross between jogging and walking, jolking. I like jolking. So yeah. in a way, it's what like, I've learned now You like the both proclaimers in one, aren't you? There you go. It's it's, it's funny you mentioned the proclaimers because that was that was the basis of my uh, challenge this year. Was it? You know that song five hundred miles. Yeah, that's what I mean. You both of them out here together. But I walked five hundred miles and five hundred more. Would you? What? So I've done a thousand miles this year. I was going to call it the proclaimers challenge. <laughs> I'm also you aware should, should do it. if I had slightly worse teeth and I wore glasses, I'd look like one of the proclaimers. <laughs> Fair They're a bit redder actually, they're, but they're going grey as well. They've got a lot less in it. But yeah. Changing a mindset, reframing, and fi- and not having to put a label on yourself is important because I think when you put a label on yourself, we've then got this tendency to try to fit into that label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you when you see people and they say, "What do you do?" Well, if you then got to say, "Well, I'm a I'm a photographer. Yeah. Um, I'm a coach. Um, I'm a personal trainer. Yeah. These are all job titles or professions. Yeah. But actually. I think we've talked about this before. What I, what if, if people say, what do you do these days? So, well, I just help people improve the mindset, yeah. overcome challenges and achieve goals. I, I want people to be the best version. My whole premise of doing everything I do is how can I help somebody become the best version of themselves they can be? Yeah. Now, that sounds a bit cheesy, yeah, but it's true. Be, be the best version of yourself. It's a bit done, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but it, because it, 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 all, it begs this explanation of what that means. Yeah. Because I don't think any of us at times... Are one hundred percent the best version of ourselves we could be. Yeah. But yeah. when we become who we are truly yep. in our industry. Yeah. So I, I mean, I know people that are particularly good at what they do, but they are very poor at marketing themselves. We talked about this, right? <laughs> like me. Yeah. Well, well, no, because you, yeah. there are two ways to look at this. Yeah. You you grow you grow you grow your um, awareness with other people through one of two things, either through marketing. Yep. which is pretty much in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's an element of that can work sometimes. Yep. I've bought a couple of things this year that's advertised. Oh, that's clever. So yeah. sometimes we are susceptible to there's a need that we have. Something I, comes along. I bet you've bought crap gym equipment, haven't you, through uh, <laughs> like shopping channels. <laughs> gym <want> Body 8. <laughs> <laughs> bull worker. I've had a bull worker. Have you had a bull worker? Okay, I, I don't know. <laughs> but there'll be, yeah. The worst bit of equipment I ever bought well, actually, not the worst. It was a podcast, and that's me to call it. Yeah. Oh, listen, John, yeah. I always like talking to you. Yeah, yeah. It's fun when I talk to you. You see, there you go, under, underselling yourself again. You're a great little um, yeah, yeah. guest on any podcast because yes. you've got a lot of knowledge. Yeah. I once bought a treadmill. <laughs> now, this wasn't a bad treadmill, and in fact, it wasn't rubbish equipment. No, it was it's just not be huge, a man. Of course, it was. So this thing turned up, yeah. and like it took up the entire front room of my house. <laughs> So it actually got put in the garage. Yeah. And after a period of time, it just became a place for me to put my lawnmower on. Of course it did. Absolutely. And I often think about that, but I've had a bulwark and I've had all that. Because <laughs> the reality is there's no there's no um, secret to, to, to building a strong body. You've got to eat good food and lift a lot of weight. And it's never changed from the minute men wanted to put muscles on. That's how it did it. Have you had one of them vibrating 
ab machine things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why does? Oh, that? I tell you what, I did it though. Right, this is funny, right? Because because it, it put pulls into you and it makes your muscles spasm. Yeah. So jokingly, I thought I'll put it on my biceps. Right. So bear in mind, I put it on my left bicep, right? Yeah. And then I thought it says do one at a time. I thought, why do you have to just do one at a time? <laughs> That's a load of bollocks. <laughs> so I put the other pad on, yeah. the other side, but booty being booty and being a bit extreme, I thought, well, one pad will do it good, two pads will be even better. So I put two pads on each bicep, <laughs> under and under my bicep, on both sides, yeah. then turned them on. Nice. Fun. Now, next thing that happened, this spasm in my hand, my hands were going like this, <laughs> flicking everywhere, <laughs> and I couldn't turn it off. <laughs> so I'm having to lean over to this machine with like my nose, it. while my hands are spraying everywhere, <laughs> trying to turn the fucking button off. Yeah, yeah. It was a very, very strange experience. So that was my only and my uh, first and only um, time I have used a, um, a vibrating machine. What's that? We're going down there. We're going down the route we need to come away from. Yeah, right, yeah. let's get back come, to this. So reframing what you did there now and not putting a label on yourself allows you that freedom to, to find out what you want to be. Yeah, and sometimes like, I guess reframing helps you in situations where you don't want to be like, one of the things that I have to do it's a uh, necessary evil is wedding fairs and i'm not the person to be standing at a, like a table going hiya yeah we've got a photographer um so i set myself a goal to have three or four interesting conversations in the day with people who i can follow up on and that mm. is it it's interesting you say yeah. that i mean just, just just to finish off what i because I, I, I remember what i was saying before we mentioned the arms flying about with yeah. things on you can you can sell stuff through advertising or the other way of marketing is word of mouth. Yeah. Word of mouth is way, way, way better, in my it opinion. Is. Absolutely. And yeah. I th- I think that what you were doing now and I've certainly seen in the last few months is your word of mouth is starting to get better. Yeah. My word of mouth is always been good. You, it's always been good because like yeah. I said, people always spoke of you. Yeah. And it's funny you mention wedding fairs as well because one thing I, I think is important when you're doing something, and it doesn't matter whether this is personal or professional, you have to have a process that you can hold yourself to. Yeah. So by setting that process that says, I'm going to have three meaningful conversations or four meaningful conversations, Yeah. that's that's the form of a process. Yeah. So then you know yeah, each day, that's what I'm trying to do. I want four interesting conversations. Yeah. yeah. Now, what we can't sometimes do is, and people do this, and, and I think this is a real problem in business, you can't really sometimes affect the outcome of those conversations. No. You can have the conversation, but that may not translate itself into business. No, no, no. So when people set themselves and say, I want to get two pieces of business out of this event, that just may not be possible. No. There's no. so many factors. The yeah. wedding fair could be in a town. The town might be, they might be in gridlock that day. Nobody can get in traffic. The mm. weather might be bad. Nobody turned up. Yeah. You're in the yeah. wrong place yeah. in an event. Yeah. But, but it still doesn't stop you having those meaningful conversations. Yeah. But what, what, what I used to get into my head is like, so... If I'm at a big wedding fair where sometimes there's like 800 brides potentially, like there's, there might be another, well, I don't know, 15 photographers. And I only need like one or two bookings to make that event pair for itself, you know. It's, um, but I used, to, I used to see people walking past me all the time. I, I'd just be like... Oh, why aren't they talking to me? Why aren't they talking to me? And then a lot of the other people are there as salespeople and they're just jumping on everyone and they're just getting into conversations. And what I realised is like, again, I'm different. My pictures look different. And my marketing just 
sells itself. So like my stand looks different to everyone else because it's very colourful. It's not brides and grooms in field looking bored. And like people who actually like my stuff, they kind of they look at that and go, oh, actually we'll come and have a we'll have a look at his stuff and have a look at my albums and then I then I can have a conversation with them and have a proper conversation instead of just trying to jump on everyone and try to get their email addresses. But before, I used to kind of see that and I'd go, I'm failing, I'm failing. No, because... John, I, I remember once being in a... I was in a local hotel. I was meeting somebody for a coffee. And um, the guy I was meeting, I didn't know him particularly well, but something something happened. And long story short, there was something going on at the event. Um, and this chap says, uh, I wonder what's going on here. I'm going to find out. I'm going to ask somebody. So bold as you like, he got up and there was a guy stood there. And he says, um, excuse me, he said, what's going on here today? I see a lot of traffic, blah, blah, blah. And this guy clearly didn't want to talk to this to this bloke I'm having a coffee with. And then he come back and he said, oh, there's this on. There's, it wasn't a, a corporate event. Yeah. So to everybody else, the, the guy that I was with that stood up and talked to this fella was confident. Yeah. Right? So that's the word we put on that. that yeah, behavior, confident. confident. Yeah, yeah. Now, I believe I have something which is called emotional intelligence, right? Yeah, so right. I know when people are uncomfortable yeah, and when people don't want to talk and when yeah, people do. Yeah, I have that, yeah. So from an introverted perspective, I'm always very careful of that. And, and yeah. I'm introverted, but I do have an ex- I have extroverted techniques. Yeah. Because to, to, if, you, if you left me by your own devices, I'd sit in my house all day and not do a lot. Yeah. Because I'm very quiet. I like my own time. Come yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But we glory in people that are confident when actually what they are is they're not aware of the fact that they've probably pissed that person off talking. They didn't want to talk to him. No, no, no. Oh, he's confident. He's confident. A salesperson, oh, he's confident. Actually, not confident. You're actually quite ridiculous in what you're doing. You're jumping on people. Yeah, yeah. The one thing that really gets to me, I mean, to, to put it, it pisses me off. There are a couple of places around here, um, these kind of retail parks, um, and then there's these shopping malls. Yeah. And we've started to develop more and more of these now in the last few months. Yeah. Somebody starts stood at either end. You, you, you can't avoid going past them. I know. I trying know. to sell you something. Re- Truggers. Trying to sell you something relevant to a charity. Making <laughs> yeah. me feel bad because I don't want to sign a £10 a month direct debit yeah, to save yeah. a greyhound. Yeah, yeah. Now, a lot of these are to do with kind of things that are very emotive as well, like you know, maybe children with very, very poorly situations. Yeah, I know. So from something like, I don't want to be put in that position of no, being of no. having to say, no, I'm not interested. I'm walking past. If I'm interested, I'll stop. What you need to do is what I do. You need to time it so there's someone else going and you need to kind of like work, kind of get John, further away from I them. I do that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the other thing I do sometimes? Put my phone to me as I'm talking on my phone. Oh, right, fair enough. But I've yeah. stopped doing that now. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. I've started to say to these people, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't have to be polite. I just say no. I'll, I'll just say it politely. No, yeah. Yeah. I don't have to give many reasons why. I say no, thank you. I'm busy. Oh no, yeah. thank you. Just walk past. Yeah. What we end up doing, we end up justifying ourselves. What we say, uh, no, I'm, I'm just off to Asda, and I'm, I'm. Oh, when I come back, and we end up feeling bad. Yeah. And they've yeah. made us feel that way, and I don't think that's correct at all. No, no, I, I don't like that. And that is what salespeople do. And I think yeah. there's, yes, we all got to earn a living and we've got to put our stuff out there. Yep. But what I like about what you do is, A, your work stands out by itself. Yep. Second, when people get to know you, you're quirky and that quirkiness is very pleasant. You're a very, very kind gentleman. And all these things are what really we should build a business on. Yeah. But we've been told that we have to have it quicker, faster, <laughs> do it a certain way. Yeah. Generally by gurus, <laughs> gurus, yeah. marketing gurus. <laughs> Shall I talk about that subject? 
<laughs> Martin gurus on like social them, media. Oh, John, <laughs> listen to me. Do you know? Do you know what? I, I, I want to sound like Mr. Windy this morning, but when I first wanted to become a coach, this was in the nineteen early nineteen nineties. Yep. I'd been about 21, 22, so about 1992. And at that time, the only person that was really doing anything at all that involved personal development that anybody knew about was Tony Robbins. Yep. And he had something out called, um, I think it was called the, 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 the Add the Edge, which was a thing, and then he had this this program of power or something. Right. There were 30 CDs anyway. Oh, yeah, you bought that, didn't you? And, but I did because you couldn't yeah. download them then. No, you had no, to buy no. CDs. Bear in mind, that yeah. was a step up because the previous year they were selling them on tape. Right, a couple of grand or something. Wait, I, I got it a bit cheaper than that. But I paid, I paid a couple of hundred pounds for it, which back in the day was not an insignificant amount of money. Yeah. It was interesting. It was good. And and for me, having read that, I thought, Do you know what? I really like the ability he has to help people out. Yeah. And at the same time, I was doing a bit of work in a rehab clinic, so I was helping people. I enjoyed doing it. I thought I would, I would fit well with this because I, I have an empathy for people. I can, I can meet people on the levels. I'm a good communicator. Yep. Great. So, so, so the badge that I would have had to put myself at that time was I want to be a coach. And all the time I was in business, my, always my plan was to, to run my business for a period of time. When that business eventually closed and I wanted to shut it down, I would go and become a coach. Now, in the meantime, between that in 1992 and me leaving the business in about 2016, yep. everybody Everyone's a coach. Everybody wanted to become a coach. Yeah. And the industry now, <laughs> I think, is full of people that, that nobody has any time for. It's full of 20-year-old coaches, though, isn't it? 24-year-old life coaches. <laughs> what you, like, yeah. you know about life? You're 20-year-old. You yeah. still live with your mum and dad. What are you doing? What I'm saying, they've got no experience of life. No. So all of a sudden, the thing that I want it to be moved away because I, because to be that now the people out there if I'm honest with you it's pathetic yep. the way they behave <laughs> yeah I, I know I know two coaches and I've known a lot of coaches only two of them people and I've worked with these two people were anything that were any good the rest of them are garbage right yeah, yeah. and I have to say some of the people that are out there charging a lot of money are pathetic and this isn't me again with sour grapes it's the fact that, hang on, this is stuff that's so basic, it's not congruent. The way you're living your life and what you're talking about doesn't fit. Because let me, let me tell you one thing, right? Okay. If you want to be some... <laughs> I knew if, I'd get you. If, yeah. You got me. You got me, John. I'm off and around. I, I just wanted to have some you, 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 you played me, some. You played me. <laughs> of course I did. Right. If you're doing something regarding well-being or mindset, and you're a coach selling that idea... You better be in pretty bloody good shape yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I saw somebody not so long ago who approached and introduced themselves as a well-being and mindset coach. They were overweight, looked miserable, and that is what they, they were trying to help people live happier, healthier lives. I see that all the time. How can honest. you live a happier, yeah. healthier life? Yeah. Listen, first, you know, yeah. physician, eat thyself. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, so you're, you're selling something and it's so good, <laughs> yeah. you don't even to follow your own advice. That's it. Good Which, work. again, is the reason this year that I, I, I went backwards a step and said, right, let's just row everything back on the website. Yeah, but Gareth, you're doing it wrong. You've not done a YouTube video and hired a mansion with loads of cars and a helicopter and a swimming pool and took everyone around and go, look at me, this is what I could do. Tio Lopez. <laughs> that's the guy in America, does it? He used to do is that. it? Oh, I think he's actually just quite well. I think some of the cars are actually his own. But I think that's how he started the reason is you you have to, and this is what I love about your photography and where you are with your business and your mindset around what you do in life, is you follow the path that you feel is right for you. Yeah. yeah. You talk the talk and you walk the walk. Yeah. So you're, you're in a situation where when you're not, you're not somebody, 
you 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 make it very clear you don't like doing these white background <laughs> photographs. People I? sometimes, and, and I know out of kindness, if you ask me, you help people, and there's still an element that you need to do. But when people put their trust in you as a photographer, great things happen. Yeah, yeah. We've we've never had what I would class as an official um, photo shoot. No, we have. Well, I've like, never paid uh, you. I suppose that's what I'm saying. But you've never paid a, me for my help. So hey, John, while, while kettles on, just while do us a show. Yeah. So, but but we've we've always had that kind of relationship where we you know we do a bit of pre, pro, quick pro quo. Is it well, that kind of thing? Is that the right word? What I love about you is we never had a proper. This is this is the situation. This is what I want you to do. Blah blah blah. Nah. But yeah, every time you pull the camera out, you've you've come up with images that are great because I trust you to do that now. Yeah. So we were only talking this morning that, you know, um, at some point in the future, we might need some photographs for another little project we're doing on Better 24-7. Because I trust you, I would not say this is what we want. What I would say to you is this is the message we want to convey. This is, yeah, the, this is what I want. Yeah, the f- this yeah. sort of, I might say something like, like when we did the one at the sculpture park, that yeah. wasn't anything other than just playing with cameras. That was meeting up, wasn't it? We were just having a meet-up, a bit of a chit-chat. Yeah. But what came out was you were showing me how light worked and that, and some great stuff came out. When we trust people, that's important. And we can only trust people who really have got something that they trust themselves. There's always yeah. that little bit with people you meet sometimes, especially when they sell a service. You think, you're not telling me full story here. No, 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 no. I have this thing when I'm working with people. I always try to be as open and as honest as I can about myself. I yeah. don't hide behind the fact that I've had challenges in my life. I don't hide behind that at all. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not this kind of all, I know everything, I'm fantastic. You know, I've... It's funny when I talk to people around Sue and they all say, oh, he's, he's focused and, oh, he's clever. You want to live with me? I'm a bit of a tit. You I know. know. Yeah. I know you can be grumpy. Well, I can be grumpy, <laughs> but I don't hide that anymore. That is who I am, and that's part of me. I'm not always grumpy. And there's an element of that grumpiness comes because it's my personality. I'm quite melancholic. But you see some people sometimes, as we coach, they don't share anything about themselves. So like with a photographer, you'll only trust somebody as much as they'll trust you. Yeah. So if if they don't trust you to share things with them, yeah, and you don't, then there's no, then there's a, there's an unfair relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what I like about you with your work is you will, you you will trust people to say this is this is what kind of the idea I want. So you'll yeah, yes, so you listen to the, what they want. Yeah. Then you're mm. talking about what you might want to do, and I love that bit you talk about that meeting in the middle. Yeah. We find something that works for us both. You can, and then sometimes the ideas I've had that I've talked to you about when I've talked to you about them, they don't sound like very good ideas anymore, and no. you give reasons why. Yeah. And I think... Usually it's just because it's shit. That's well, I mean, you need to give more of a constructive reason than that, was it? Shit. Sometimes I don't. Right. Like, I used to have this rule when I was working with people and I employed people. I didn't mind anybody coming into my office and saying that something were rubbish. But you had, you to, say, had like, to have a reason why and you had to have a potential solution to what you would do to make it not rubbish. No, that's a good idea. Yeah. Because I see these people, these, you see it now, people, oh, that, that bloke is rubbish. Okay, so what would you have them do? Yeah. You know, and, and people are, are very good at throwing an opinion that something's shite. Yeah. Or having a negative um, opinion on something or saying something negative without a, a counter positive, this is what we could do solution. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's mindset. Yeah. There's a is. weakness these people have these days. We, we, for some reason, believe that we can say things because we can, like online especially, oh, yeah. with, with no kind of comeback and no kind of thought to, did that, was that kind? Was it fair? Did we need it? Was it necessary? Yeah, yeah. That brings us nearly, very nicely, John, onto uh, social media. Because social media. Hmm. You are, you're a photographer. You've got regular work coming in. 
you'd like more. We'd all like more work, I'm sure. But you've, you've, you've now got yourself to a situation where you know for certain things. And we have a bit of a problem with social media media, don't we? I think we both think it's a bit... Yeah, I wish it didn't exist, to be fair. But, yeah, let's, let's not go that deep. Yeah. I wanted to talk about this because I think this is something that in the last couple of weeks I've started to think more about is mindset and being focused, being intense, having discipline. If we're not careful, we can use social media as a real place to hide. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can we spend hours there. And the more I'm, do, I'm talking about this today, this is, this is really a, a podcast that we probably sit well with people that have, that have maybe got a business that need to market themselves. But it, it still doesn't matter, even if you're Mr. Joe Public and you work for somebody. We, I think we have been conned into thinking that we have to have a, a presence online. And we have to, we almost it become something at first. When first, I remember when Twitter first came out, it was quite fun. It oh, used to be, yeah. As did Instagram, as it did, did yeah. this. Yeah. But very quickly, you then feel behooved to post. Yeah. And yeah. what happens, you'll know this, yep. with cameras. Yeah. When, when you had to pay for, for, for your photographs to be developed, yep. you were a bit more selective in what you took a photograph of. Yeah. I wish it was like that now, to be honest. Like, I hear stories of people going to a wedding and photographing like 25,000 frames. So I like, just video it, you know, like it's just insane. But I, I always try and slow down. Even now I set like 4,000 pictures sometimes at a wedding. But if I had 36 exposures, they'd be good pictures. Like they'd be good moments. <laughs> but yeah. It's, it's highlighted in your game and in photography because we have to be selective. Yeah, because what happens when you when you're trying to put too much stuff out there, you end up becoming you you water down your message. Of course you do. Yeah. So what I've started to see is with you is you have a certain way of photography people see, and you should check out check out John's website, John Steele. S T E L. None of that e on the end. S T E L. If you search for John Steele, he's got weddings and he's got his, his commercial stuff on there. You've got a style about you. What I think social media has created, it's created a platform where people now feel they have to post something. Because they feel they have to post something, the quality of what they post becomes quite grim. It does. So the fact that someone posts a picture of a cheese sandwich, look what I've had for me dinner, um, for me, there's no value in that for anybody. That's what people used to do when Twitter first came out, though, isn't it? That, that was the Twitter thing. <clears throat> like... I think Twitter, Twitter started off as a way now of, of spreading news quickly if you need it or finding out about something. Yeah. I think Facebook had a purpose when it first started off is to connect friends. Yeah, absolutely. It was like friends reunited. Friends reunited. It? But then the reality was is they became a thing about getting more and more people to like. Yep. I have a couple of people that... Do you remember when you could, like, throw sheeps at people and stuff, like, on Facebook, like... I've never thrown a sheep at anybody in my life. Have I missed (laughs) out on that? Yeah, like, you could throw a... Toss a sheep at someone. Have I missed... It it was like a nudge. Have I missed sheep flinging? You have. Oh, John, I feel like... I feel like I've missed out. There's no cow tipping, but... (laughs) (laughs) Cow tipping. Everything gets to a stage where you start off with something and it's good. What I think now is is going to become the next thing for me is when people start to look at what is it you stand for and what is it you've got a message to talk about and then just be that without the feel need to do that. Well, and I've, I've got to post 10 pieces of content every day yeah. or as a business, I've got to market this everywhere. Just stick with the same message. It's hard though, isn't it? When some, someone's telling you, you have to post at certain but times. This is the thing. Who's telling you? You've got to do what's right for you. Only I, marketing gurus. <laughs> But the gurus, they came out of, that was an industry that came out of nothing. I know. 
you you've what you've done is you've stayed true to certain things. What did you say? It's light, composition, moment, and moment. Yep. Those are the three things that have been the the key three things in photography. That's since always ever yeah, cameras yeah. existed. Absolutely. That ain't gonna change. No. All that's gonna get better is the equipment. They yep. might get more efficient, they might get quicker, faster, but yep. they're still the same things apply. Of course it is. So for me, what you've got to do and have the faith in, and I know you've got this, and I'm hoping that I've developed this now myself, is my message is mindset is everything. Yeah. If it tends to that punchline and it helps you improve your mindset, I want to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. The reason why I talked to you today was you're somebody who stands by that decision to do it the way you're going to do it. I do, yeah. You're not going to be changed. Yes, work will come up that you kind of have to do for certain reasons. Maybe it's because you, you know the person, maybe... You'll lose certain things, but I noticed in the last couple of years you've done less and less of that. Yeah, you've started to really stand up now and said, "This is the way I do my stuff." If you like yes. it, I'm, I love that. Thank you. And <laughs> uh, if I get an award for it, that's nice. But it's not the be all and end all. I, I was writing me um, brochure for my family family shoots of a day. My first line is. If you're looking for a white background photographer, then do one. Then do one. <laughs> that, that is my first line. I was like, what am I but doing? But that, that shows, yeah. that for me shows this um, conviction in your beliefs. Yeah. Now, whether we whether the convictions in our beliefs can make us any money or a living, that, that's that's the like the process. Yeah. You can't do anything about the outcome. You can just do the process. We'll, we'll get there some point. Because well, when, you, when you get to a stage money, when you meet somebody who is completely and utterly congruent who they are and, and, and what they are, it's it, it. There's something about the confidence that comes from that. Yeah, yeah. And and really, what I what I certainly believe, and again, without going on too much and laying into 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 the online stuff, I've started to realise now that I'm going to do things as and when they feel right to to share it. Yeah, absolutely. Without the need to think, I have to. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, what I really feel for these days, I I know one or two people that I've seen that are in business. To be honest, they're struggling. They've yeah. got a great product. Yeah. They're not great marketeers. They think they no. might be great marketeers. But the reality is they're trying to invade a space and sell into an environment where it's so busy. Yep. Facebook now has got to a stage of me where I really don't know why I'm even on it. I'm, I'm not even on it. <laughs> well, And, and, and what's ish. happened is even people that to some degree I've, I've respected and know, even their content's starting to get a bit garbage. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, because it's, it's almost like everyone's opinion matters. Which do I agree with that? <clears throat> I think it's all. I think we all have an opinion. We Whether do, we need to share of, that opinion, yeah, is questionable. But a lot of people change their own way of thinking, their opinions, to put someone else's opinions to sound interesting on Facebook or yeah. Instagram or whatever. But it, it's hard to generate content. My job is generating content for people. Yeah, I still have problems. Well, I don't have problems. I've got enough content to go for years. But, you know, but it's just a, sometimes it is a pain to like, oh, God. But if you think about this now, you're, I wonder, this is just a question. I wonder if you were to not do anything, not have another blog, another Instagram, another Facebook page, I wonder how much of that stuff that you get comes from doing that or whether it comes from word of mouth. I think most of it's word of mouth because right. I've got a good following. However... If I'm looking into new areas, then that's when I need to be right, thinking. Right, experimental. Yeah. Because yeah. what I'm kind of saying is, the one thing that I, I love about your mindset, and, and as well as standing by what you believe in, you've also got a very patient mindset. Yeah. And patience is key. Yeah. Because if we think, if we know that word of mouth is the most important way to, to spread something, yeah. word of mouth sometimes can be very slow. 
Yeah. Sometimes it can be very quick, and yeah. and that's where sometimes social media helps because something can go viral very quickly if yeah, you have yeah. a good podcast, a good video, a good piece of content. Yeah. But having patience with the word of mouth stuff. So what people do is they they want to back they want to bypass that. Yeah. You know, you, you're talking now about doing some work within um, the, the leisure industry and, and the, fit, fit, the fitness industry. industry. Yeah. And the one thing that's very big in the fitness industry is this 12-week body. Yeah. A 12-week tw- a de- get ripped in 12 weeks. Yeah. And I've, I've read things which we know, couch to mat, which, which was, is a running one, so yeah. back to my running. Yeah. Um, you know, get couch to mat in 12 weeks. I thought it was couch to 5K. Couch to 5K, but it'll give yeah. you, it's 12 weeks. Yeah. I've learned this year that in order to be effective... For me to run and walk better, it's taken me 12 months. Right. Now, if I'd have had five or six hours a day to go running and training, maybe that would be different, but I don't. No, no, no. So the people selling these ideas, if it's quick, and people are doing this all the time, that's all they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So I think we have to develop patience. You've got this patient mentality that says, you know what, I'm willing to try stuff. And I think this is something we've got to try to instill in people. You have to develop patience. Yeah. The discipline, intensity, and focus comes from having patience to recognise some things aren't always quick. I, I, I think as well with the world we live in and social media and things, no one has got patience anymore because everything's instant. When we were kids, like we had three channels growing up watching telly. So if you didn't like it, you, you can watch it, could you? You can't just go on Netflix and go, all oh, right. Well, I'll flick through these million like TV programs and find out what I want. When you're listening to like the music, the charts, you'd be waiting for Sunday Top Forty. You'd be like pressing play and pause, but you'd you'd wait for your music to come on. You didn't you didn't have Spotify where you could go right. Which track do I want to listen to? Like, how many people actually listen to a whole album now? They don't. They're just like it's just one track. It's like. Like, everything's instant it's 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 like now it's like people are always like direct messaging me on instagram going oh can you come do this shoot right and they, they just want an instant answer i had one on sunday at 10 o'clock when i'm with my kids it's like no and then 11 o'clock they're still where are you where are you why haven't you got back to me i was like because i've got a life well, but, but that, that's what people now we've become. We, we have we have put ourselves out there that everything that's digital is twenty four seven. Yeah. So so we are expecting somebody to be a twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. In order to to keep your own sanity and to to develop a strong um, element of well being yourself, you have to put them boundaries in place. Says, look, between the hours of this and this, I'm not available. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it's so difficult because every time you put your phone on or you turn this on, it's in front of us. There was a famous post on Facebook a while ago and it showed you all the things because we grew up in a similar time the 80s um, and it showed you a picture of like a ghetto blaster yeah, yeah. and then there were a, an Atari video game a computer yeah. and there were all these things that we had yeah. in the 80s yeah. they've now been replaced by one device of course they have yeah. in your pocket yeah. that's easy <clears throat> and ironically cheaper I was thinking of something the other day I've got um, where is it my iPad it's in front of you down there my iPad Um me, um, Sue's, Sue's grandson comes around, he likes to play video games. I actually play games on my iPad. Yeah. He's downloaded a, a rugby game. Have you been playing that football game, Gareth? I, I, have, I haven't played it for a while, actually. I've, I've, I've really, I've been honest this year, I've been really good at not spending time on video games. But right. what I'm saying is, I remember a time when you bought a, a video game, it was £30, £20, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's free. Yeah. Well, it's not free because they are trying to sell you stuff halfway through, buy some more yeah, yeah. by this. But we've got to a stage now where everything's been replaced and it's instant. And we've created this kind of, almost this whirlpool 
and this whirlwind of a life mm. that you're never away from. Yeah. And stepping back and finding out who you are is is something that takes time. Yeah. So whether you're in business or whether you're just a normal person, I would ask this question today. If you're in business, is that business you're running today the business that you wanted it to be? Because like John, if if, if John today was going out and doing 10, 10 hours worth of white backgrounds, he's not running the business Phot- he wants. Photographing skull kids. Yeah, I mean, right. you've got to no, stop just... doing that, John. You got warned about that last time, taking pictures of kids. Steady on. Steady Told on. you not to mention that. <laughs> but there is this thing now that... I have I have seen the benefit to you emotionally, and I say you, the, the collective we, if you like. When we step out, so actually, this is what I believe in. Yeah. This is my message. Yeah. Be congruent and keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. And there's an element of that now, which I think you epitomise in your photography. Your style is good. The, the the stuff you do is great. I mean, I show people your photographs. They all like them. Not everyone will like everything. No one books people me. People have though, different style. Yeah. Show some different right, people. Right. Because. <laughs> <laughs> no one books you. <laughs> the, the reason the reason that we end up seeing these people out there, what they end up doing is the good marketeers, the good salespeople, they end up selling a product because the salespeople and they're not the practitioners of, they're not very good at the service they deliver, and then everybody's tarnished with the same brush. Yeah. So if you had an experience with a life coach or a business coach, and that was a poor experience, you will ta- you will tarnish everybody else with the same th- viewpoint. Yeah. You have a photographer who's not very good and expensive, and you, then you're going to tarnish them all the same. Yeah. So their salespeople are actually fucking up the industry for everybody else. Oh yeah, yeah. And what we have to start to do now, I believe, is to start to listen less to this kind of social media noise. Yeah. And get back, what do you want to be? What do you want to be doing? And then find the people you want to find and talk to them. We have to go back to having more conversations. Yep. That's what I liked about the event I went to a couple of weeks ago. There were actual people there talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. Now, I didn't have any business cards. I didn't take any. Um, so I didn't have any. Um, and I wasn't there for School that. Schoolboy. Schoolboy era that. Well... I've nothing to sell at the moment because I don't want to sell anything at the moment. I, I'm building a project. I've talked. Could have taken it. some of mine. Yeah, but I can't. I could have done. In fact, I should have done. Next time, I will jump. I get some. What I'm, what I realise is they go through periods where you learn your, your craft. You're, you're learning something because you have to be complete. You have to own whatever it is you're trying to t- give to other people. Yeah. So, like now, I, I feel since we last spoke, which we last thing we saw each other probably about six months ago. A while ago now. Jeez. It's flown this year. We don't yeah, see each other every couple of months, but anyway, we need to get back to that. Is that you have now started to own who you are in photography. The mindset you've got now is, this is what I do. I do it really well. You're starting to value that, and other people are valuing it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that, that for me is, is what I wanted to come out of this podcast for people. Stand by your convictions. Have the mindset that's strong enough to say, I believe in myself. Yeah. Because whatever it is, as long as you're being who you are and not kidding yourself that you're something you're not, then quite frankly, that will come out and you'll start to deliver great product, great services and be a great whatever you are, wherever you go. Yeah, yeah. Working in schools has been really interesting for me this year, John, because I love to spend time in schools. Yeah. Um, and some of the teachers there, they're just, they're just fantastic teachers. They're amazing, aren't they? But they love to do that. Absolutely. I know I've, I've seen schools and, yeah. I'm like, and every well, now and again, and I noticed this when I was at school, you, you, you come across a teacher that can literally change your life. Yeah, absolutely. Because so they powerful. are they're so powerful. Yeah, yeah. And once you, and I think that you see that in other industries, there's a little coffee shop in Wakefield. I'm saying little, it's Cafe Nero. It's not exactly a little. It's a little coffee shop, but it's part of a big chain. <laughs> there's a woman in there that every morning you go in and when you have a coffee, she's so pleasant. Yeah. And she's a particularly good barista. 
Right. So we have this thing now that we have to be almost, we're told that unless we're an influencer, we're famous, then we're a failure. Yeah. We're yeah. valuing the wrong dumb shit these days. Yeah. Somebody who's willing to go on television and act like a clown on Love Island is perceived to be an influencer and confident. Influencers. And actually what's happening all underneath all this is these people that are very focused, they're very driven, they're doing really well, but they're not being seen because of this noise. You've got to get rid of the noise. Yeah. And that's what I think the big problem with social media now is it's become noise. Yeah. And if you're posting six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a day, why? Mm. We, no one's interested. Nope. Because even if you are interested, you're going to get bored. Yep. It's quantity rather than quality. Be yourself and get away from that kind of rattling on the noise that I think is out there. Next year, John's big year for you, I think. Do you reckon? <laughs> Yeah, because I th- I th- I've got to say, when we've talked about this, we won't mention it on here, but you know, this this new kind of way you're going with the with the with the fitness um, photography, I think that's phenomenal. I think it's right up your street. I do. It feels right actually. Like, but I'm, how long I'm have we been talking about this, me and you, finding your thing? It's it's taking you three, four years. Fifteen. But every bit of this now lines up. It's <laughs> right with it's it's close to what you loved doing when you were younger. Well, I was a gym instructor for five years. Exactly. People so it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Well, no, we forget about it because you need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a big fella. Yeah, yeah. And you're a big unit, so you you always had that. <laughs> you're a big unit, aren't you? Block out some light. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm. But this idea now, you feel for me that you've got this congruency now about what you're doing, and I've, I've, I just think to myself, wow, that's it. You're going to be great at this. Because you stood by your convictions. You had the mindset that said, I'm doing it this way. I had the discipline to believe that. I've had the intensity to do it right. And I've got the focus to know exactly where I'm going. Yeah, I'm still playing with it. So it's not right at the moment. So it's a work in progress. It is a work in progress. But, you know, I'm I'm meeting some good people. and uh, Are you enjoying yourself? That's the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's something that I've kind of created. I think that is a crucial... That is a crucial part, John, of... Knowing you've got it right. Yeah. You're not always going to have in anything you do. It's never going to always be smooth. You're going to have bumps in the road. That's life. Gosh, yeah. But if you are predominantly enjoying what you're doing and it feels good to you, yeah, yeah. then yeah. you're on the right track. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you can wake up on a morning and you are doing the things you want to do in the way that you think they're right and being yourself, that for me is success, man. It is. It's good, isn't it? You don't yeah. need to stand next to no Ferraris and take an helicopter ride to do that. Oh, I might do it yet. You never know. I could see you, John. <laughs> in a Ferrari. In a Ferrari. <laughs> with your flat cap on. <laughs> Big unit in a Ferrari. In a Ferrari. Yeah. He wouldn't see you, Ferrari. I think you're, you're more of a... You're more of a Range Rover guy. Nah. Don't know what I am. I Come on now. Like, no, let's... Now, to be honest, it's like Desert Island. This, this is Desert Island cars. Okay. You've got an unlimited amount of money. What car would you drive? I don't know. Cartina. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'd love a good, I like a Cortina. I did. I had a red Cortina. Did you? My mum, my mum didn't. It got nicked from Armour Sports, didn't I? I was not the Granada. PCP eight three two X. That was the uh, reg. Yeah. So if anybody knows where that car is, if you want to get hold of John and uh, give it back to his mother, <laughs> yeah. she'd be very grateful. I don't know. I'm she not. She bo- some shopping in back. Cars don't bother me at all. Like I, I really don't care about them. Like. I don't know. I there don't you go, you see, John. Honest as ever. Not into <laughs> cars. I don't care about them. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. into cars. No. I don't, I'm not into much, to be fair. I'm quite easy going. You're into photography. You're into telling story. You're passionate about that, and that comes out in your work. Yeah. And that's why I wanted you on here, because I, I love chatting to you. Yeah. Um, and you've always got an interesting take on things. 
you have made me, I think in the last two years, you've got to take some ownership of where I am with what I'm doing because you've allowed me to focus because you've right. got this thing. It didn't matter about the gear. There and that go. helped me to, to be more creative in, in some of the content I've created. Um, and I think just, just this ability sometimes to, to see how other people do things is important. Of course it is, absolutely. I yeah. tell this to Sue because Sue does a lot of stuff these days in with the, with the yoga. I think we're always in a stage in life we're in one of two places. You're either you're either the coach. I'm going to use use word coach. You're either the teacher or the student. Yeah. And each day you conflict between the both. Yeah. Sometimes you're learning something from somebody else. Sometimes what you're doing is showing somebody else. Yeah. And we flick between this teacher student teacher student relationship all the time. Yeah. The but minute he... we think we're only the teacher. Yeah. Is a problem because we always can learn. Yeah, yeah. And the minute we just think, well, we're only, we're only a student, that's like a self-worth. Actually, some of the stuff you know is a value to somebody else. Yeah, that I keep flip. forgetting Teach that. Teach a student. You've taught me a lot about photography. Yeah. yeah. Especially about not using, uh, what were them things, right, edges? When I used to put them on my photographs. Your lens hood. Oh, no, vignettes. Vignettes, you oh, hate vignettes. Get rid, get rid of them, blimey. And when I do, I used to do something else you didn't used to like. Too much contrast or pretty, something. Pretty much everything on your editing. We won't even go down the Let's road. not go down the road of editing. No. no. John, thank you for taking part in this. It's all right. It's been emotional, as always. Excellent. If you're interested in looking at John's work, if you do search for John Steele on Google, you'll find him. But you can. he's got a website. Or he's also on Instagram. And it's John Steele, a commercial. And is it John Steele Photography? Yeah. Those are the two, yeah, the two yeah. handles. So yeah. if you look for John Steele Photography, his work is really, really good <laughs> handles. people. Handles. Handles. Breaker, breaker. Breaker, breaker. <laughs> Breaker Breaker. Rubber Do you remember Rubber Ducky? Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm, um, if you're interested in and you're local and you're in the kind of Yorkshire area and you want uh, somebody to do photography in a different way, you want to get all the John, so check his websites out. Um, I've got a car as well, so it will go further than local. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it just has to pay If he goes outside Yorkshire, he starts having nosebleed and stuff like that. So, But, any, but he's, listen, anywhere worldwide. No, he's, no, he's not a, worldwide. The award-winning no, 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 no. multi... Just UK, let's keep UK, say, I've got kids. UK, UK, UK for the, anything in the UK for photography, <laughs> get hold of John, check him out. Listen, if you enjoyed the podcast, um, give it a like. Um, I'm looking for people to give me five-star reviews on this, um, if you could, because we want to try to get the podcast out more people. So if you enjoy what you've heard on the podcast so far, we're only three episodes in, but hopefully you're enjoying it. Um, subscribe to the channel, give us um, um, a few stars there on iTunes, that would be um, massively appreciated. And if you have any questions, you can get hold of me at garethboot.com. There's a contact me page there. It's warm down here, John. Sorry. You're wearing a beanie hat. I've got two sweaters on. I think we're all respect. Bad hair day, isn't it? We're going to get into doing something else. So thank you again. Thanks again for listening. Until the next podcast, take care. Bye.